Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Dave Jackson with me. Dave is the CEO and co-founder of ClickTools, the world's leader in the field of customer feedback integrated with CRM. David is a popular speaker around the world. He has had many articles published and is the author of several books, including Dynamic Organizations, The Challenge of Change, and Becoming Dynamic. Welcome. Thank you, George. Thank you for being here, Dave. Can you give our audience an example of how a company would use ClickTools today? Yeah. um, ClickTools is all around gathering feedback from customers. So any company that wants to grow their business and to become more successful has to to be able to, to win to satisfy and to retain their chosen customers better than the competition. And if you're going to do that, you really need to know what customers think about your products, about the service that you offer, the quality of the overall experience, um, you know, how they how you deal with them, how they deal with you. So great companies listen to their customers, they understand what they say, and they act upon what that, that, that intelligence that they gather. Um, we provide the software and the expertise to help companies to collect that feedback, to centralize it into their CRM systems, and to act upon it in a way that generates positive word of mouth, cross-sells, better retention, um, and the like. Sounds good. What were you doing prior to starting ClickTools? Um, immediately prior to starting ClickTools, I was running my own consultancy company. Um, and in fact, it's quite interesting because at that time, I vowed that I would never employ anybody again having been in in big companies previously i quite enjoyed that um, that being one of you know on my own complete master of my own destiny could choose which customers i wanted to work with and which ones that i didn't work with um so that was what i was doing immediately before that but um, you know i've been in business now over 30 years okay and uh other businesses you started as well or consulting was pretty much the the only entrepreneurial experience prior to click tools that was the only business that started um i had run businesses within bigger companies so i started um, a small uh, management consulting group within what was then known as deck digital equipment i'd done the same thing at unisys although my background's not technology um, i always had a, an interest and an affinity for technology um so whilst i'm not an entrepreneur in terms of starting businesses I always like to think of myself as being a little bit entrepreneurial, even within larger companies. Okay. And so how did you get the idea for ClickTools? What, what told you that, you know, there is, a, there is a market for this, there's a need for this tool? How did you get come up with the idea? Um, I don't think the idea came first. Um, I think it's, the, it's that typical scenario. I was actually sat in a pub with a friend. Um, and I was, as I say, was running this consultancy business. He just left a small company himself with a with a friend of his. They'd been working together for a while, um, and we were sat down having a chat. And um, actually, the first thing that we came up with was the name Click Tools. And then we decided what we were going to do. Um, and this was all, by the way, at the time of the dot com bust. So we decided that we'd actually start a dot com business in the early or well, late nineties. Um, just when everybody else was uh, was failing massively, um, and in, in the early stages, we did absolutely anything we could to to make some money. Um, my background had always been in, you know, customer service, customer experiences. It's known now, 
Uh, so it's always been an interest. Um, so we did a lot of things, just earning money to make some, um, to, to generate some cash. And with that, we hired a great developer, fetched him on as a founder, um, and our journey started in earnest. So is, is that is that how the three co-founders connected initially? Was it that in that pub that that one yeah, time? We'd known each other previously, George. Um, okay. One of the guys had worked for me at a company, um, and he'd gone to work with uh, with Andrew, this other guy, um, at a company where um, you know we were doing business together anyway. So the three of us knew each other. Um, as I say, we were just having a drink, and they'd left that company recently, and. We just said, okay, well, if the dot-com bus come in, let's build a dot-com business. Okay. Stupid, I know, but hey, what the hell? Uh, you know what? I don't think it's stupid. Um, you know, a lot of the biggest companies in the world started during the Great Depression, too. You know, I mean, you would say that that's a bad time to start a business. But, yeah. you know, uh, I think great companies started at any time, pretty much. Uh, when when you started Click Tools. And by the way, is it 2000 or 2001? Because I have read both uh, both years. Which yeah, one is we correct? If you look at our registration, we were officially started on the 5th of July 2000. Um, we probably spent, uh, as I say, I mentioned that we, was, we were doing quite a lot of work just generating some cash to, um, um, to invest in products. So Click Tools, in terms of what it is now, probably started around 2001, but the company started in 2000. And initially, you were just doing consulting. It wasn't the software company that it is today, right? So we, it wasn't the software company it is today. We were building software. Um, mm -hmm. Say most of our work was, was services, consultancy services work, um, literally to generate cash to build the product. Okay. Now, so when you started back in, in, uh, in 2000, what what were your goals, the 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 the, the co-founders? What what were your goals when you sat down and said, "This is what Click Tools is going to be"? Um, I think one of my colleagues, Andrew, probably put it better than anybody else. Um, his ambition was always to build a great British software company, um, and I think that's what we wanted to do. Uh, we all we know we wanted to be in software. Um, we wanted to do something which people would think was truly worthwhile. Um, not necessarily huge, not necessarily big, wasn't, that wasn't our ambition, but certainly to do something which people looked up to and said, that's a good company. Okay. And so how did you recognize the power of integrating surveys with CRM applications such as Salesforce? Yeah. Um, I, think, I think that comes from a belief that we've had for some time that um, set us apart right from the very start. Um, our biggest customer at the time was a, was a research company based in London, and they were using Click Tools to gather feedback from as part of the research work they were doing. They did a whole uh, number of sponsored research programs, great business, um, and they were using Click Tools, and they wanted actually to develop some functionality. And by the way, they were our biggest customer at the time. They wanted us to develop some functionality, which was to start to manage their their um, respondents, what they called their panel. Um, and we looked at that and we thought, yeah, that's, you know, there's, there's opportunity there. But at the same time, we were seeing the growth of, of things like Salesforce and CRM generally. Um, and a lot of what our other customers were doing was actually using customers, uh, was using click tools to gather feedback from customers. 
And we just sort of saw this growth of CRM and this growth of the importance of listening to customers and said, these two things have got to go together. How can you not manage your feedback in the same place that you manage your customers? It just doesn't make any sense to us. So we actually said no to our biggest customer. We said, listen, it's been great working with you and we'd love to continue working with you, but we're going to go down this other path. We think there's great opportunity here from integrating feedback and CRM. Um, and that's, you know, we, and so we parted with this company on good terms. Um, and we then started to, we were, you know, we built the first. Was it not scary at all to, to say no to a customer early on? I bet you weren't, you didn't have a, a whole lot of customers back then. It was absolutely scary, George. Um, <laughs> and I sometimes look back and think, you know, at the time we thought, you know, we could be absolutely shooting ourselves in the foot here. We could be, you know, this could be um, a decision that puts us out of business. Um, but we were convinced we were right. Um, and I think, you know, we were, we had a plan as to what we were going to do. Um, and, there's a, I, you know, there's a, I can't remember who exactly, but there's a saying which is, you know, that it's not about the quality of the plan. It's about the belief and the execution. Mm -hmm. And we believed in it. And we've tried to execute against that. And, you know, that has been our path ever since 2004, I think this was. So we were the first um, feedback tool to integrate with Salesforce. We were, the, we were Salesforce's first European software partner. We were one of the first companies on the App Exchange. Um, so I think we've done a, you know, a reasonable job in, um, in executing that strategy. Did you reach out to Salesforce or did they reach out to you? How did that partnership uh, develop? We reached out to them. We said, look, you know, we think, um, we think we've got a proposition here which is of interest to your customers. Um, it fits in well with what you're trying to do with, I mean, it wasn't called the App Exchange back then, um, but it fits in with what you're trying to do with, with partners. Um, and we went along and talked to them about it. We got hold of their documentation, their you know the API and stuff like that, and built it and showed them what we could do, and it, you know it just grew from there. Was it an easy sell, or did they buy into it easily, or it, it took a lot of a long time of convincing? No, I don't think it took too long, George. Um, I wouldn't say it was easy, um, but it didn't take too long. As I say, there was a good fit between what we were doing and what they were doing, um, and back then, even as now. Part of Salesforce's strategy, I always think, has been to try and build that ecosystem, recognizing that they can't or won't do all of it themselves. Um, although I think they're trying to do more and more of it themselves now. <laughs> but uh, no, I think uh, I think it you know it was good for us and it was good for them. Okay, so let's talk about uh, early challenges in business because I mean most businesses fail during the first couple of years, and so let's let's talk about maybe. What were some of the greatest challenges ClickTools was facing, let's say, the first few years? Um, the, the biggest one, I think, was, was and is always getting the message out to the market, um, finding the people that you need to speak to and getting to them, particularly as a small company, um, and particularly perhaps even more difficult, being as we were just then in UK. Um, so, you know, getting our message out there. And by the way, you know, part of the relationship with Salesforce, the reason for that was it gave us easier access to a bigger market space. So that was challenge number one. Um, challenge number two is, 
and always is, again, finding and retaining the right calibre of people um, and getting them to do what you need them to do. Um, and challenge number three is just, you know, managing that growth. Um, apart from a small debt financing, um, we've been totally unfunded. It's all been organic growth until very recently. Okay. So the company was bootstrapped in the beginning. Yeah, and has been for its, its life up to this week. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that uh, in, a, in a little bit, but I have some questions about getting your first customers. Uh, how did you, do you remember how you got your first few customers? Uh, yes. Um, we went and knocked on a few doors and we came across this company. Um, our first real customer was um, Symbol Technologies. Um, and they had some, uh, some officers near them. We met them, I think, at an event. Um, and they liked what we were talking about, and we went to um, to one of their European directors um, based here in the UK, and you know talked about what they were trying to achieve, and said, "Okay, we can do that for you." Um, we had an emerging product; we didn't have everything they needed, but we said we can do that. So, with a combination of the product that we've built so far, um, to be honest with you, a little bit of um, of um, tape and laces. We made it work. We put a lot of time and effort into making it work. And then we just started to use that as a success story. We used to, to contact people that we knew. Um, so we were supported really, really well in early days with people that we'd worked for in the past. Um, that was a huge help to us. And then, you know, you start to build a little bit of momentum. You start to invest a little bit more in trying to get your message out and going to events and things like that. Um, and eventually it gets to the point where it almost seems to take on a life of its own. Yeah. Uh, build. So what were, uh, you mentioned you, you, you went to some events, but in addition to that, what other ways were you marketing uh, click tools back then? Yeah, we, we did and still do quite a lot of, um, of white papers and articles and blogs. Blogs weren't around back then, but... Um, you know, what now is called content management, content strategy. We were into that quite early on, um, speaking at conferences and that type of thing. Um, less in terms of, of what would now become known as the core of marketing. So less Google AdWords, less um, SEO, um, but a lot of, of just getting our message out there in, you know, through, through different channels. And so how, how did your marketing channels change over the years? So if you look at it today, what, what is working today compared to what worked then? What are some of the new ways of, of getting new customers? I don't think they're necessarily new, George, but um, <clears throat> the, the ones which are most effective. So we try to develop a lot of good content. We're not always great at getting it to the right people in, the, in, you know, in an easy way. But I think we do develop some really good content. And that gives us, you know, sort of like a, a presence. Um, we, because of the quality of the product and the quality of the experience that we deliver, we've won the, the um, Salesforce App Exchange Customer Choice Award for each of the five years that it's run. So we, we leveraged that. We've got over 400 reviews on the App Exchange. So the App Exchange itself is a very important vehicle for us in terms of, of lead generation. <clears throat> um, 
We've now started to build and are going to invest even more in exploiting a partner network of our own. Um, and that, again, is, is a great vehicle for us, not so much in necessarily in volume, but in the quality of, of leads that they bring. Um, and the final one is our own website. And so let's talk about partnerships a little bit. Was that a was that a, a, a part of your growth strategy to build partnerships from day one, or or has it developed over time? I don't think it was necessarily in our minds from day one. Um, I think as we became, you know, quite active in the Salesforce ecosystem, um, one of the things that happened, you know, between say 2006 and 2010, particularly, was a growth of um, specialist consultancies and systems integrators focused on helping companies build, implement, and integrate Salesforce. Um, so they've become an important vehicle for us. <clears throat> so as, as that grew, you know, we got to know them. We were at every Dreamforce. We've been at uh, a lot of the um, the Salesforce events um, here in um, in the UK and beyond. So you you know you meet people and you start to develop relationships and um, and they again have been very successful for us they've borne fruit in uh in two, in uh, 2011 uh survey monkey um acquired 49.9% interest in click tools um this was a press release in January of 2011 what impact did uh, did that have on click tools um Quite significant because um, one thing about SurveyMonkey is it's a very, very well-known brand. Uh, most people know, you know, if you know surveys, you know SurveyMonkey. So we were able to leverage that. Um, the team in there, uh, headed by Dave Goldberg, they're great people. They gave us a lot of help and advice. Um, and they were able to, to refer business to us. So at the time, you know, our propositions were quite distinct. SurveyMonkey was very much a easy-to-use tool aimed at relatively at individuals and on the whole, um, you know, small companies and mom-and-pop clubs and schools and things like that. It's developed since then, but uh, whereas we were very much aimed at larger, medium-sized companies. Um, so people that had started to outgrow SurveyMonkey, you know, they passed them on to us. Well, and um, then... I, I read uh, about the uh, acquisition by Calidus Cloud. I don't know if I butchered the name. I, I'm, I apologize if I did. For about 14 million net cash, net of uh, net of cash and accounts receivable. What does that? What I mean, this is this just happened, right? So, what what does this mean to you and the other co-founders? Yeah, it it happened on Tuesday this week, George. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> um, it means a lot to us. Um, the the whole thinking behind the acquisition from Calidus' perspective is that we add a capability into uh, into their portfolio that they didn't have. From us, it gives us a number of things. It gives us a scale that we couldn't previously have achieved and the infrastructure that goes with that. Um, it gives us access to expertise. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of their Product offering is around marketing automation. Um, they're in what they call the lead to money cycle. So everything from generating leads through to collecting the cash. 
Um, so they've, they've got a lot of tools around marketing automation and that. Um, so there's some natural fits in that. We've got some technology which will, will you know, make contribute to um, to what they're doing um, across their portfolio. Um, you know, so access to customers, access to expertise, access to infrastructure is going to help us grow much more rapidly than we could have done if we uh, if we continued to do that organically. Does it change your role at all or your responsibilities as CEO of the company? Well, I've got a boss for the first time in, in 14 years. Um, so I guess that <laughs> changes a few things. Although being married, I've had a boss for 40 years now. Um, now, I mean, the intention is that, um, that you know, we'll take advantage of that infrastructure, but um, ClickTools will continue to operate as a business unit within Calidus uh, for the foreseeable future. So, you know, in, in terms of owning a P&L and um, leading the direction, no, that won't change. Um, it just means I've got more resources to call on and an ability to, to contribute what ClickTools knows into what Calidus can do and vice versa. So you and your co-founders managed to build a very successful company when, you know, especially you went through a major, major recession, global recession while doing that. What do you think is the reason for your success or what are some of the things uh, that are the reason for your success? I think there's probably three things. Um, perseverance. Um, so, you know, you'll not achieve anything without massive hard work. Thick skin. Um, you know, people will throw all sorts of things at you, all sorts of challenges will come your way. You've just got to take them on the chin and deal with them and, and work through them. And the third and perhaps the most important thing is never, ever stop thinking about customers. Because as soon as you do that, I think you're, you know, you're dead in the water. Can you Can you share... A great learning experience from from business. I mean, some people would call it a mistake, but something that our audience would 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 be able to learn from uh, as entrepreneurs. Well, I think I'll go back to the um, to the decision we made about giving up our largest customer. That wasn't a mistake, um, but I think the great lesson in there is that if you think through what you're trying to do and you're convinced that there's a path you've got to throw 110% at it. You know, you can't, you can't do things by half. So, yeah, we knew we were giving up our biggest customer, but we just threw everything we had into making what we thought was going to be a successful strategy work. And I think that conviction was what made it work. Um, in terms of mistakes, yeah, we've, um, in, at, at times we've tried to be all things to all people. You know, you think, I've got this, this application here. It can do lots and lots of different things, um, which means that your, your target market is huge and diverse. And you cannot be all things to all people. Um, people don't expect you to be. Um, people don't think you can be. And executing that is a, is a challenge. So I think uh, you know, a few years ago, we tried to, to broaden our appeal too broadly. Um, and then lost sight of who our main target customers were. And then, you know, not, not necessarily struggles a case of that, but gave ourselves challenges that we shouldn't really have uh, had to face. 
So if you look ahead, let's say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Were you saying something still? Uh, focus. You okay. know, choose your target markets. I said something earlier about, you know, what does ClickTools do? ClickTools is about um, helping our customers win, satisfy, and retain their chosen customers better than the competition. And it's that bit in the middle, that chosen customers. Without that bit, you can't make it work. If you're not focused on who your targets are, you'll fail. If you if you look ahead, um I'm not even, you know, 10 years is just crazy far uh, into the future. But let's say in the next couple of years, where, where do you see ClickTools? What are some of your goals for ClickTools? Um, our goals, I think, are twofold. One is in pure business terms. It is to massively accelerate our growth. And that was, you know, a lot of the thinking behind the, uh, the deal with Calidus. Um, the second thing I'd love us to achieve is that people will turn around and say, you know, what those guys were thinking back in 2004 about managing feedback where you're managing your customers, you know, making the feedback process a natural part of a customer relationship and a customer journey was right, is right. And that's why everybody's doing it now. Well, David... Thank you very much for coming on Success Harbor today to share your um, your story with ClickTools and also congratulations. Uh, I mean, you have built a, a very successful business and, and our audience are entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs. They, they appreciate you coming on uh, Success Harbor. How can people find out more about ClickTools or you? Um, well, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, so go and, and uh, look at my profile on there. If there's an entrepreneur out there that, uh, that thinks I can help, you know, then send me a note saying uh, connect on LinkedIn. Um, I tweet quite a lot. That's when I'm not trying to get bogged down in due diligence with deals. Um, so at tweet Dave J. Um, you know, love you to follow me. And if you know anybody that's got experiences, I'd love to share those. Um, you know, I might work for a bigger company now, but I'd hate to think I'd stop being an entrepreneur. Well, thank you. Thank you again, uh, David. And I, I wish you much luck with uh, Click Tools. And um, thank you for coming on Success Harbor. Thanks for the opportunity, George. Very much appreciate it. Bye, everyone. Goodbye.